In the spring of 2021, Jinx Monsoon and Nick Zahoya recorded a Futurama recap podcast. For reasons unknown, it was never released. These are the raw tapes. I'm 40% everyone. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and this is another episode of I'm 40% Podcast with my co-host, Nick Sahoya. Mom, what? Mom, I, I know they're not going to see it, but you just made a weird face when you did it. And just I'm going to be editing it and I'm going to know you made a weird face. Could you hear the weird face in the voice? There was a twinge. There was a slight. <laughs> yeah. So just do. Let's, let's do a clean one. Oh, my God. Um, hello. Oh, Hi, hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, no, mom, hi, just breathe. Hello, just hi, breathe. everyone. Um, hello, everyone. I what happened to my voice? Hello, everyone. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and this is I'm Forty Percent Podcast, the queerest Futurama review podcast that probably exists. I'm here with my co-host Nick Sahoya. Say hello, Nick. Yeah, it was like a B minus. I think we're getting there. And today we have a very special guest. Um, this person, uh, 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 <laughs> I forget. Um, so I first found out about this person um, because I had an Instagram crush on them, and then it turns out um, they're in all kinds of things that I've seen. Um, what? I just don't think. Whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to police you. Just do your thing. They're very attractive and very funny. So anyway, um, this is Jared Goldstein, everybody. Is it Goldstein or Goldstein? It's Goldstein. <laughs> you got it perfectly. Perfect. Now, Jared. Jared I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, just Nick, if you actually... need me, if you need me, just like blink a lot. <laughs> Nick, all. what I need you not to do is never, ever interrupt someone who is calling me hot. <laughs> <laughs> How that was my you. biggest mistake. I'm very sorry, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you have had a colorful career, including roles as um, Rex and the color on is Modern Asian. Family. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember the the day I was just watching Modern Family, and randomly you were on my TV, and I think I Instagram messaged you immediately, like Rex, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a fun little ride. And quite to recently. say two lines on Modern <laughs> Family, but they're a nice cast, right? Yeah, I, I I really only worked with Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Aisha Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, and they were perfectly charming at five in the morning. Oh God, that's the yeah, that's the thing about TV. Is was, why does wait, it have to happen so, so early? early? <laughs> because they are like uh, such a like a machine, like a well-oiled mm. machine of network television, <laughs> and they start so early and they go late and they bang out like three thousand episodes a day. And <laughs> what time of day was your scene? My scene, we probably like were shooting it like by eight a.m. 
No, oh, but like, like what time rolling. of the day was your scene like <laughs> in, oh, in the in show? Within the, the modern family cinematic yeah, universe? Like how much acting did you have to do as far as time of day? Oh, God. Uh, it was like morning. You know, we were in an office. Okay. That's, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was morning, you know, office times. We um, were in the actual NPR offices. That's where they shot the office stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see Ira in the lunchroom? <laughs> pausing like Mox, doesn't he? practicing his pauses um i uh, jesse tyler ferguson's a, a a a buddy old pal of mine came to a lot of cabaret shows in new york with his um his husband justin um and also they Who is frequent... also on modern family right <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the um, big guy no that's not that's not his I'm husband sorry, in I, real life. I forget what's real. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, yeah, and and they also frequent Provincetown. Have you ever been to Provincetown, Jared? I have you ever been to a gay resort New England town? <laughs> I have not. I have never, ever, never. You're really missing out because, you know, the gays really come alive when they've got some seafood. In them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you also quite recently um, you were working on Nikki Fresh with Nicole mm-hmm. Ritchie, um, which was on Quibi that is in a state of flux right now. <laughs> it's in streaming. <laughs> it's in streaming limbo. So. So I, d- I don't <laughs> think you can subscribe to <laughs> yeah you can't subscribe to Quibi at this moment um, but you can watch um, many clips from the show um, which looks hilarious on YouTube um, so tell uh, tell us what that experience was like <laughs> uh, it was great it was like truly an experience from heaven um, I like had never had a job that was so suited to uh, like a random selection of like skills and interests, uh, <laughs> like t- like writing for myself, dancing in a music video in heels, and just like palling around with TV's Nicole Richie. Did were you um, on a farm with her for a second? Was there a little horse? We were, yeah, yeah. I remember so that. yeah, my question is: Is it just the simple the life again? But your Paris Paris Hilton. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> now, when I when I saw uh, clips of this Quibi show, um, it was in my imagination. Um, it was that Nicole Richie saw examples of your work and was like, "I want." Do you use he him pronouns, Jared? I do. I thought Nicole was like, I want him in my Quibi show. I want him to play my gay best friend. Um, is it like that at all? Or was it an intense auditioning process? No, it, <laughs> it actually was like that. Except I did it! <laughs> you did do it. But I but I, I do have to clarify that I was the second choice. Um, but, who was the first choice? Do you know? Uh, I do know who the first choice was. I feel like I shouldn't say. I feel like some oh, people could probably Oh, just say Matt Rogers. Guess. We all know it was Matt Rogers. <laughs> yes, it was Matt Rogers. Um, but uh, if you knew who the first choice was, you would agree. Um, just a, a lovely talent of a, of a person. We would agree that... Um, it should have been you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they were just too busy. They were too busy. So they, oh, okay. they came to me and uh, it was the first time anyone had ever. I thought it was ever... maybe like a Coco Montrese situation. I thought maybe <laughs> first Melissa had done something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm a lovely fourth alternate. Um, uh, it was, yeah, it was the first time that anything like that had happened. Like, um, I'm used to auditioning and not getting things. Um, so... <laughs> 
I went in for a meeting um, and it was, I knew that it would be with Nicole, which was exciting. And then uh, I, I get in there and I sit down and, and good Charlotte is in the office as well. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is wild. I have to tell my sister. Um, and we're, we're talking with like some producers and, and, and the director and, I, I was like, okay, it's probably going to be super awkward and it's going to be like a bunch of suits, like looking at me, looking at Nicole, looking at me and we're just going to figure it out and then maybe they'll they'll give me some like sides to do at, an, at a later date. Um, and then like 20 minutes into like a very chill, normal conversation, they were like, so we're going to start in like a couple weeks and we're going to get you fitting. And I was like, <laughs> hmm? And I just like, I tried to just play cool and not ask any questions. So when I left, literally, truly not knowing, I called my sister and I was like, I think I'm on a TV show with with Nicole Richie, (laughs) but I don't know. (laughs) Like Um, after a good date, you're like, I think, I think he's into me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Jared, how familiar are you with the show Futurama? I have watched three whole episodes. Really? Just wow. now? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, so you never watched it before before this podcast invitation. No. Um, what were your um, What were your initial reactions to it? I liked it. I was laughing out loud. So that's always <laughs> that's a good so thing. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think. What were you gonna say? Well, just when you're able to actually laugh out loud at something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I, I watched the pilot, the second episode, and the sixth episode, and I laughed the whole way. Were you a um, big fan of The Simpsons before it became what it is today? <laughs> you know, I'll say I also have never watched The Simpsons up until Whoa. like two weeks ago. I watched one episode that an internet friend of mine wrote. I watched that episode. It was from this past season and I laughed the whole way. <laughs> so hot take, The Simpsons, randomly I, funny. I, <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I um, when someone tells me they've never watched The Simpsons, um, and this kind of goes into Futurama, but The Simpsons is more indicative. Um, I instantly assumed that they had a very um, religious upbringing <laughs> because <laughs> all of my religious friends were not allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. Or Whereas all of my trash, <laughs> all of my trash, <laughs> atheist, asshole friends have seen every episode. So is this indicative of your upbringing? Um, no, I wasn't raised very religious. I am Jewish. I was bar mitzvah. The theme was the beach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we gave out beach towels and Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, super fun. Um, but oh, yeah, beach no, donuts. I, I guess it just felt like it felt very straight to me. Like, I think mm. before I even knew that I was gay and like, it just felt the, the Simpsons felt very straight like as a kid i was like i loved nintendo and i was afraid of playstation i felt like playstation was like too hard (laughs) um and i kind of feel that now about like tiktok like i'm kind of like afraid of tiktok i'm kind of like afraid of spotify i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna be over here with the babies and i'm gonna use apple music because i liked nintendo not playstation i i don't i don't think that there's any like reason or like rationality behind it but that is how i felt my whole life (laughs) there's all kinds of things that i've avoided because they felt too straight to me so i completely relate to that (laughs) yeah i like things that feel gay and i like things that feel like they're for babies (laughs) yeah yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Do you play Animal Crossing, Jared? I I don't, but that that's a great guess. <laughs> I like and Animal w- Crossing. You, you didn't have much exposure to Futurama before this, which we're finding is common with a lot of our guests. So if anything, this podcast's <laughs> new mission statement is this to is make good. more people yeah. um, familiar with what I think is one of the better written shows that has ever been on TV. Um, Everyone needs a good binge, and it's on Hulu, <laughs> so you can watch it if you're already watching Hulu stuff. Such as I, the Jinx and De La Holiday special. <laughs> yeah, it's January, or by the time this comes out, like March. But you could still watch it. <laughs> um, and happiest season on Amazon. I and know. I'm just season. all over Hulu these days. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's a humbling experience when you're like, "Oh, I'm f- I, this thing I've thought about my whole life." finally happened and I still get out of bed at you know 11:30 a.m. feeling like I was hit by a truck and <laughs> can barely make my way downstairs to drink some cold brew life goes on people life goes on um <laughs> um so, so we have a cold uh, open <laughs> um Oh yes, Fry yes, is yes. trying to sleep and he hears squeaky springs and he it sounds like people are having sex and he's, he's like, hey, they've been at it for hours. Keep it down in there. And we see in the other apartment, but it's actually some robots playing cards. Built, Jared, uh, and they're make built on springs. <laughs> they're made out of springs. <laughs> this scene made me a bit horny. <laughs> I'm going to say Fry Were was you very horny hot. Bef- oh, in this episode, okay. he has a stubble and he wears a, uh, like a flannel <laughs> and he looks extremely hot. He looks like, you know, like a hipster. Fry doesn't normally have stubble, but he has it like twice in this episode. Yeah, well, and it looks be- really good. It indicates that it's the middle of the night, you know, because he hasn't freshly shaved. But um, I'm just glad because pretty much every episode I talk about how um, sexual I find Fry. Um. <laughs> I think you are the first person to agree with her. Yeah, Jared. yeah. I, I will say it was specific to the stubble and the flannel, uh, but it worked and I was there. I was ready to so go. So you like a schlubby guy, but you just want him to be like extra schlubby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that tracks. If you if you end up going back and watching the show, um, you're in for a, a pleasant surprise. You see lots of um, Fry's butt throughout the seasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have, like a Mister Skin for all of the times you see cartoon characters' butts in shows. So go to MrsSkin.com. Butts just really excite me, even if they're animated. But, you know, I really love it when I'm, like, watching a show and there's, like, a sex scene. And, like, you're used to seeing the woman's tits in a sex scene. But whenever you get to see the man's butt, too, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me something, too, you know. Did you say tits? <laughs> Did I just say tits? Yes, I said tits. Should I said uh, so, sh- breasts, <laughs> heaving bosom? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, show some respect to this hypothetical lady. <laughs> so um, this episode of Futurama begins with um, us learning that dreams are broadcast or ad advertisements are broadcasts into the dream. Oh, I'm going to retake all of this. In this episode, we learn that in the future, advertisements are broadcast into the dreams of everyday citizens. <laughs> That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> how how would you feel about um, 
uh, about advertisements being in your dreams? Would you feel like this is a violation or or is it just the next logical step? I feel like I have uh, never cared about ads like like I've never watched a car commercial and then like bought that car I've never like I don't think that I've ever been successfully like advertised and when I see um, targeted ads on like on my phone on Instagram to me it's so clear that it's it's just whatever I just googled like the mm-hmm. other day I started to think about like wouldn't it be so nice if I had like a smeg retro fridge that was like bright red or something (laughs) so i looked it up i googled it and then like immediately after for the rest of the day every sponsored ad is a smeg fridge and i'm just like oh okay that's because i googled it and a lot of times those sponsored ads will come up after i've already bought it so i'm like why are you even (laughs) advertising to me i already bought the thing and not because you told me to you should have the evidence too if you're already data mining um so wait they're selling whole refrigerators on instagram (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I thought it was just like pants (laughs) i will cop to i have been uh, i have you know i've bought a handful of things from targeted instagram ads it's something i'm not proud of but also something i'm not gonna like withhold i'm not gonna keep it secret that i yeah honestly you're being too secretive about it what did you order (laughs) we all ordered shit from instagram mom I've ordered so many like weird cooking gadgets. I've ordered a lot of clothing because they do. Oh, this see is the- very her, Jared. They- so there was this one time where she got a juicer, and I don't, I don't drink any juice, zero juice. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I'm supposed to drink one full cup of juice every time I go over to her apartment. And then, of course, like clockwork, three months later, never see the juicer again. Mm. I don't. Okay, um, we had a good run with the juicer. Um- <laughs> <laughs> you had a good run forcing your guests to drink a weird concoction. It was healthy. Apple. I didn't come over beets, to your apartment for carrots, health. Ginger. And then you immediately <laughs> turned on a hookah and inhaled it for five hours straight. Shut up! <laughs> Don't make me Stop drink juice. Spilling my tea. Um, <laughs> spilling her juice. I. I, I, I've had some definite disappointments from Instagram ads, um, but, but I, I would say you know it, it, it's about sixty forty. Like um, most, uh, more than half the time, I'm happy with what I buy on Instagram ads. But I, I did have to stop. I had to tell myself no more, um, just because I, I I didn't want to encourage it to keep happening. <laughs> There's a funny line where uh, Fry is asking about the dream ads and the professor's like, oh, the dream goes into your, (laughs) excuse me, the ad goes into your brain just like this liquid goes into this egg and he like injects an egg and it explodes everywhere. (laughs) But instead of liquid, it's gamma radiation. (laughs) And then, um, you know, Fry's very upset to find out that there's ads in their dreams and they ask him, well, weren't their dreams, uh, weren't... God damn it. <laughs> Leela asks, weren't there ads in the 20th century? And Fry goes, well, sure. On TV and radio and in magazines and movies and at ball games, on buses, on T-shirts and milk cartons and bananas and written in the sky, but not in our dreams. <laughs> um, 
While that's a funny joke, for me, it all stands out at Bananas. Are there ads on Bananas that Hell I don't yeah. know? yeah. Like, on, on Dole Bananas, it will be like, mm. go see Cars 3, you know, on the sticker. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't eat enough bananas. <laughs> well, that's actually what this podcast is about. We're all working backwards from getting you some potassium. <laughs> bone density is in crisis (laughs) (laughs) to get you to slowly eat a banana on a zoom (laughs) that's a that's a different patreon content yeah Yeah. that's a that's a patreon video (laughs) um book your cameos today at jinxmonsoon.com slash deep throat Okay. I loved your Patreon video, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we're 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 having fun at Monsoon Manor creating <laughs> videos for the Patreon account. Uh, it's a nice little desperate attempt at creating my own work in a in a digital era. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Amy says we all have ads in our dreams, but you don't see us going to the mall to buy brand name items at low low prices, and they all kind of look at each other and twitch, and they all run to the mall yeah do you like um, the mall jared is that a I fun experience love for you? the mall i am <laughs> from long island <laughs> um i'll tell you my drag name is beverly center <laughs> oh i Obsessed. heard your other drag name <laughs> oh rinzy rohan yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought yeah i've heard that one before i didn't know about beverly center uh i love love a mall i'm from long island me too. I really, um, the mall was where me and all my Mormon friends hung out um, in middle school. <laughs> Mom, you can't just tell these weird stories like they're normal. <laughs> all of my friends in middle school were Mormon, but I didn't know what Mormonism was at the time. Um, <laughs> and when I <laughs> when I went home and told my mom, well, I had dinner over at Lynn's house, but they all crossed their arms to say grace before eating dinner. And my mom freaked out and said, um, that's a cult and I needed to stay away from it. <laughs> oh my god one time i went over to my friends for dinner and i went home and i was like mom i had the best meal ever she's like what did they make and i was like pasta but instead of sauce they used butter and ketchup and she was like that is a cult and you need to never go back to that home yes, lo and behold mom. all religions a cult so thanks mom um <laughs> Um, yeah, all my friends in middle school were Mormons who were very, they were very liberal Mormons because it was Portland, Oregon, you know, and I was so clearly queer at such a young age. But, um, yeah, we played, we live action role played in the park. We frequented the mall. We had a game called with Mormons. I LARPed with Mormons in middle school. That's how I broke Why my tooth. Why is this just coming up? What? (laughs) That's the origin story of your tooth? Yeah, I was live action role playing. I've known you for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I was live I action role playing, and I my character had a, a had a drinking problem, <laughs> and I oh my god, um, I had a glass bottle up to my mouth, and someone bumped into it and it cracked my tooth. And uh, here's the other thing about my Mormon friends is they were all rich, and I was poor. <laughs> so when I broke my tooth, they're all like, "Oh, just go get it fixed. That's an easy fix." And of course, there was no money to fix my tooth. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but I feel like we may have gotten off topic. Um, <laughs> I loved wow. the mall. That's all I wanted to say. I still love. I still love a mall crawl. We used to play this game called the Gap Game, where you had to make it from the front of the gap all the way to the back of the gap, touch the back wall, and then make it back out of the gap without having one of the gap employees stop you and ask if they could help you. You sound like a bunch of nightmare children. If I we was were. working retail <laughs> and you were walking around my store, I would have I would have kicked you out. We also um, all had nicknames based on characters from the King Arthur legends, and I was Queen Guinevere. Wow. Yeah. My family played a game uh, where we would tr- we would uh, take merchandise from the Gap and walk out of the store uh, and try to see if anyone stopped us. <laughs> they can't. Well, that segues nicely. That happens right right next in the episode. It does. <laughs> wow. Did you identify with Bender stuffing all the cans of oil in his sweater? I certainly did. Yeah. I only ever I stole lifted. underwear a couple times from. Mom, you remember downtown Seattle, like across the street from the convention center? <laughs> what was that store? H&M? No. ASOS? It was nicer than that. <laughs> Nike Town? You stole it, it like from Nike Town? <laughs> was there like, no, I think it was before Nike Town was a thing. It was that long Honey, ago. Honey, you never take me to Nike Town anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Well, regardless. Uh, anyway. Mom, what did you um, steal? We all confess. I I have actually never shoplifted. As a child, I my mom asked me to hold um, some parmesan because we were making a quick stop <laughs> um, for just you know ingredients for spaghetti. So we weren't getting a basket. You know that's a big thing in my family. Like if you get a basket or a cart, you're going to be in the grocery store longer than you mean to. So we would oftentimes go into the grocery store and just hold everything, but it wouldn't make us buy less. It just meant we would awkwardly be walking <laughs> through the grocery store. Um, so she asked me to hold the parmesan, and I stuck it in my pocket. And then we got into the car, and I realized I still had this like wedge of parmesan in my pocket. And I started crying because I had shoplifted. And my mom said, "Well, we're gonna have to go take it back." Oh, it's already six thirty. Never mind. Just don't do it again. Um, and that was the one time I ever shoplifted. <laughs> that's very honestly, sweet. that's a that's fine. That's good mothering, yeah. I think, because you know what? That sh- that store is gonna be fine. They'll sell more yeah. cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. I shoplifted a um, like a like I guess like a jade egg from a <laughs> science store, um, and I thought about it for weeks. Thought that I was gonna go down hard. The the police were gonna knock on the door any day. Did you steal it just because it was pretty? Yeah. Yeah, I get and that. It was pretty, and I just, I just wanted to steal. <laughs> I just wanted. <laughs> was this for sale, or did you steal like an exhibit? No, it was for sale. Okay. I was like in a, in a, in a, in a. So this wasn't a heist. Filled with little jade eggs, <laughs> and I thought this one is for me. I never shoplifted, but I would just steal things from like neighbors' yards as a kid. Wait, because that's like way if it's crazier. in a if it's in a yard, it's like how could they own a rock? Um, but I stole this decorative rock from my neighbor's yard, and it went as far as like I was bragging about the rock that I found to the neighbor, and she was like, "Yeah, that's my rock. I've been wondering where it went." <laughs> and I just looked her in the face and was just like, "Oh." Yeah, that does sound like the rock I found. And then I never gave it back to her. And I I still think about that. But anyway. Um, 
That's a Portlandia <laughs> sketch, Mom. Where were you pitching? You should have pitched that five years ago to Portlandia. I know. I know. Um, if Portlandia had just written sketches based on my life, um, you know, that would have been a whole extra season. Um my favorite uh, so aspect about Leela. I was just about to lead us back into the episode. <laughs> My favorite aspect of this episode is it's the introduce introduction. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I haven't even smoked weed today. It's the introduction of my favorite, all-time favorite Futurama character, Mom who is a um, a mogul, a business mogul, um, and her her public persona is that of a kindly, old, um, somewhat feeble, um, gentle, caring mother figure, and her name is Mom, and that's all she's ever named. Oh, we hear later in the show that I think her name's Karen. <laughs> but really? otherwise, yeah, it's it's like a one-off, but otherwise <laughs> her name is Mom, um, and she is just Mom. And she's the, uh, she's, what does Amy say? Um, the world's most lovable <laughs> mogul, or uh, the world's uh, most uh, lovable tycoon. It's so funny. <laughs> Go watch um, it. <laughs> What were your first impressions of Mom? Mom Corp. Um, <laughs> my first impressions of Mom. I guess I didn't like Mom, <laughs> but not like in a in a specific way. Um, I just thought, uh oh, villain. Wait, so no, did no, you know? No. I'm good. I'm <laughs> did Jewish. Did you know she was evil before the reveal? Could you tell? I guess maybe. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, because she was laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> well, the, yeah. the Dracula hair, I think, is <laughs> your first indicator that this person might be evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, very definitely. Bam Stroker. I always say it backwards. Bram, Bram Stroker. Bram See, I always Stoker. say Bam Stroker, which sounds like a porn parody. That, yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> that's just the newest men.com exclusive model. <laughs> it's Bam Stoker. Um, Do you know who is the voice of Mom? That was is, the first thing I thought. I yeah. thought, oh, this is a famous voice. Yes, I do know this the, voice. That is um, my favorite voice actor, because <laughs> we all have a favorite voice actor. But <laughs> that's Tress McNeil, who um, she voices a buttload of stock characters on The Simpsons. Um, and then she also voices like every female character that's not one of the main um, voice actors on Futurama, and and then I was also just some old Animaniacs, some old Animaniacs. She's in the old she's, one. She's she's Dot on the Animaniacs. Oh, yes, yeah, that's it. Both the old and that's the new ones, and um, she's on Disenchantment. Uh, I think it's the first time she ever voiced like a main character on a show, but she also does all the stock characters. My guess is that her and Matt Groening must be like just really tight because she's in everything that he They're does. Fucking raw dogging. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. assume all straight people who, who know each other. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking right. <laughs> they must have had sex. Do you think straight people, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's um, a sign of youth in the queer community because when I was in my 20s, I had no queer friends that I hadn't slept with at some point early on in our friendship. And then that's just like, Nick and I even used to call it getting the getting the sex out of the way so that you could be friends with a person. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's universal for queer people or just sluts from yeah. Portland. Yeah, it might have just been a Northwest thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I had like a I had a circle of like eight queer friends, and we uh, we one time, you know, drew a map of who had had sex with who, and like basically there were so many crossroads, and we were a tight knit you know little group, but we all had at one point slept with almost everyone else in the group, and that was just how you made friends back in the day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when you're too young for gay bars, so you're just meeting other queer people from dating apps, and then some of them you're like, oh, we should actually be friends once we're done having sex. Um. <laughs> Sometimes, especially if the sex is bad, you're like, oh, we were just supposed to watch cartoons or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great up until we took our pants off. Um <laughs> So mom is my favorite character. She has three sons, Igner, <laughs> Igner, Walton, Larry, uh, <laughs> who she is very, um, very stern with. Uh, I think probably um, Nick and I have always had this bit in our work together. You know, he plays my son in everything in the Jinx universe. Um, and we've always had this bit of me slapping him across his face when he says something too stupid. And I don't think we ever consciously realized we were just stealing it from Futurama. But now that we're rewatching yeah, we... it, I realize that's where we got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder where else we stole all the other stuff from. We should find out as we go through this podcast. Mommy dearest, Lucille Ball, <laughs> um, Igner Walton, Nikki Larry. Fresh on Quibi. Yeah. <laughs> all the gay touchstones. Yeah. Um, Isn't there a thing with the... And, you know, spoilers, obviously, for the future of Futurama. But isn't there a thing where the, the youngest son is something? <laughs> yes, yes. That's not can revealed until one of the movies. It's in Bender's Game. Igner is See, that's why I don't be... remember, because that's my least favorite of the movies. Yeah. Igner is um is the professor's son. <gasps> Jared. Uh, <laughs> Igner is the professor's son, and that's the only son we know the father of, as far yeah. as mom's mom's backstory. Um, <laughs> Isn't it weird they never did a Mamma Mia episode, but it's like backwards? <laughs> it's like three sons <laughs> instead of three dads. <laughs> that that's funny. Um, so Fry goes to the bank to um, see if he has any money in his old account. Now Fry had like what ten cents in his account in the twentieth century. Century and over a thousand years, the interest has mm-hmm. accrued, and now he's like a, a multi-billionaire. Um, and that's exactly how people make money in Animal Crossing. So, <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> now, when I saw this episode um, way back when in my youth, you know, back when I was poor and had no prospects, it really did build up the the idea in my mind that I could, like, if I didn't look at my bank account for long enough, then I could go and, like, some kind of secret or some kind of lesser known like bank loophole would have happened and I would have just suddenly inherited millions of dollars but that's yet to happen for me um, I haven't it's checked actually in- the opposite that happens right <laughs> your money yeah. is less valuable over time I'm I'm hoping that one day when I check my SAG um, retirement fund it'll be like this I did I did one episode of Blue Bloods in 2013 and now I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Under the Hulu clause, you are owed 
Three billion dollars. Um, so, so Fry Fry's rich. comes into a bunch of money. Yes, <laughs> Fry's now Fry's rich. rich. There's a montage of him being rich. Uh, they have a top hat party where they all wear top hats. And Leela says, do we really need to wear these top hats? Bender says, yes. Um, I don't think you launch... understand how rich Fry is. Maybe I should put on a monocle. <laughs> They go to a spa that's called La Spa, and uh, they also buy famous pieces of art to put in a catapult and shoot with lasers. <laughs> Which and of these activities would be most fun for you two? Lasers hmm. at the art. Yeah. Yeah, I have really? no interest in I just in want a spas. massage. I'm going to the spa. No, I don't like being rubbed. Um... <laughs> if it's like the future and there's no the coronavirus, I will go to the spa. <laughs> Oh my god, I literally watched the scene like in the pilot where they go to the pizza like oh no, actually it was this episode where they go to the pizza place and my first thought was like they're not wearing masks. <laughs> I we are now at the point yeah where I'm watching like old TV and it shocks me to see people not wearing masks. Um in a cartoon from 1999. <laughs> I'm like they're not wearing masks. <laughs> I also have um Full circle, but I have dreams now where people aren't wearing masks, and in the dream, I'm freaking out that people aren't wearing masks. Um, That's my dream. Distributing them (laughs) until I wake up, (laughs) and then and then I and then there's a Calvin Klein ad in the dream. Yeah, (laughs) get your Calvin Um, Klein brand mask, forty dollars. Um, Fry ends up at an auction because he wants to, um, he's having a pizza party with his friends and he says, I need one pizza with everything on it, but anchovies. And then one pizza with my favorite ingredient, anchovies. Um, (laughs) turns out anchovies don't exist anymore. They've gone extinct because Zoidberg's, um, alien race has (laughs) depleted the world of its anchovy stores. I want to ask about this because I missed the line. What, how long ago did Zoidberg's people come to Earth? Was Zoidberg alive to experience anchovies for the first time? Because he seems very invested in eating them. He sounds like he was there when, like, he was among the first to come. I can't remember when so they came. They met the he, lobsters very recently, <laughs> like within yeah, fairly Zoidberg's recently, lifetime. within Zoidberg's lifetime. And he says, "No, we don't. We didn't eat the." <laughs> We didn't eat the anchovies. Um, I'm going to sidebar for a second. How do you feel, Jared, as a Jewish person who was actually raised Jewish, not like a fake Jewish person like me, who just (laughs) has the blood but none of the heritage? Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) I got the blood. Um, (laughs) How do you feel about Dr. Zoidberg, who's clearly... um, it's like what happens in sci-fi shows all the time. There's alien races that are clearly commentaries on um, on real life groups of people, um, and it typically I I see this a lot throughout sci-fi. It typically is that there is an alien race <laughs> that is a direct parallel of real world Jewish people stereotypes. Um, and yet they they get away with stereotyping this group of people um, because it's an alien. So it's not like the Ferengis are a, <laughs> like anti-Semitic, but those clearly are based on um, anyway. But the goblins and Harry Potter, on the other hand, <laughs> maybe a little anti-Semitic. Oh. <laughs> no, the Ferengis are definitely anti-Semitic. I'm saying like, but they. It's almost like we're not allowed to say that because they're a made-up race of 
aliens that don't actually exist. How do you how do you feel about seeing Jewish people represented by alien races? <laughs> 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 and is there any probably... intersectionality with how you feel about the character Amy as an Asian character? <laughs> okay, that's what I'll say. Because the thing is, I didn't even notice. And now it's so clear, like, duh, Dr. Blank Berg. Um, I, but I, I did not even, uh, I didn't clock it. Um, but I did clock Amy. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely felt very seen by Amy in what appears to be like a pink, juicy uh, jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little sweatsuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, you should get I, that. That would be a good look for you. I think, right? I think also, we just figured out your um, Halloween costume for 2021. Is you can there just it is. be Amy. You've got <laughs> nine months to get it together. <laughs> um, I the first time I watched it, I was a little bit absent-minded, and I missed hearing her last name Wong. Uh, so I'm watching this character on the screen and I'm going, she better be Asian. What's going on? <laughs> is this an Asian girl? Uh, huh? And then I well, went back to watch and I was like, okay, good, good. Okay, she is Asian. Jared, you ever eaten an anchovy? <laughs> you know, I haven't and I would love to. I see, see gorgeous I photos not. of anchovies like on a on a toast and it looks like <laughs> the height of luxury. It looks like wow wow wow. I would love to. I'm not I'm not afraid to try. I would love to try the idea. Would you eat it with this little head on? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I would prefer if the head came <laughs> off. But okay, um, fair. I just love the idea that it like melts in a pan or like melts yeah. into a Caesar dressing. It's very, it's, 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 uh, sounds great. I guarantee you Jinx loves anchovies. Oh, I remember only... in fucking Amsterdam when Amsterdam. you ordered those, those were sardines. fish? Those were sardines, <laughs> different, different fish. Sardines and know. anchovies. I don't know. Um, I think sardines I do... are bigger. Than anchovies. I, I do like sorry. I, I do like anchovies. Like sometimes you can get a Caesar salad with fresh anchovies. No, I guess not fresh, but you know, like anchovies actually in the salad and not just pureed in the dressing. So that's when you know you're bougie is when you're in Provincetown, the gay New England resort town, <laughs> eating a Caesar salad with white anchovies in the mix. Um, <laughs> I aspire um, to that. So at the auction, Fry is trying to buy the last can of anchovies in existence. Which just happened to be, he didn't go to the auction to get the anchovies. They, it happens to be the last can in existence, and they happen to be for sale at this auction he stumbled into. And the the highest bidders at first are Fry and uh, a Decapodian, um, who is of you know the same origins of Doctor Zoidberg. And as we know, the Decapodians are or Decapodians are addicted to. <laughs> yeah, she sounds hungry when she bids. She's like <laughs> salivating already, which was funny. <laughs> Um, and then mom comes in, um, and she starts a bidding war with Fry for the anchovies. Yeah, and it culminates in Fry saying, one jillion dollars, and everybody gasps. And then the auctioneer <laughs> says, sir, that's not a real number. And then everyone gasps again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fry ends but he up wins with the them. anchovies. Yeah, he yes. gets them. But before he and his friends can even enjoy the anchovies, um, Fry starts acting like a jerk because now he's living in the past. He's got all his relics from the 20th century 
And, his apartment um, was cute. His like <laughs> retro apartment he moved into. Yeah, and he's got Pretty all. Nice. <laughs> I love that he's listening to like what is it, the Beastie Boys and <laughs> is it yeah. Sir Mix a Lot? <laughs> I think it's Sir Mix a Lot. Yeah. And Leela's like, Fry, you can't just sit around listening to classical music all day. (laughs) (laughs) Another Um, good one is Fry says, I found out what makes me happy. And it's not friends. It's things. And Bender goes, (laughs) I'm a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just go. Um, Yeah. So Fry becomes secluded in his his little time capsule of the 20th century. And then we cut to mom um, who reveals her evil plan. This is our first time getting to see mom take off the fat suit <laughs> and she's is it actually a fat suit or is it just a, a dress it's like hollow under there <laughs> yeah i didn't think that she was fat in that dress she <laughs> i'm woke as hell i love women <laughs> well they i only called it the fat suit because her son refers to it as they do. her fat suit mm-hmm. no they um, literally do they do call it that i, well, that's I, I remember female thinking like standards wait. for you that this old woman who has a very sensible figure is called fat <laughs> Yeah. It just looked like a Victorian dress, like in the way that it had that huge frame, you know? Yeah. I think it's also just, you know, in comparison to her rail thin body, you know, yeah. she she presents as a as a Eureka, but she's an Alaska underneath. Um, <laughs> but I don't Stop know. It. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. Um, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it twice. I'm going to play it again no, right now. <laughs> I actually play. I did a number um, where I played mom for Halloween on tour a couple years ago, and I came out in the big mom, you know, the voluptuous mom suit and then I it was a tear away and I tore it away and was you know then just wearing the purple cat suit but I always felt really disappointed that when I tore off the fat suit I was not you know (laughs) the reveal is supposed to be that she's stick thin under the cat suit I mean under the fat suit and then I ripped off the fat suit and there was still you know some curves there (laughs) so the joke was kind of lost but um So she reveals that she has an evil plan for the anchovies and she suspects that Fry has the same evil plan. So her and her sons um, decide that they must rob Fry of his anchovies. Um, And since he won't sell them, um, they decide that they're going to bankrupt him so that he has no option but to sell his anchovies. And here we go into... No, we've known that Fry's dumb leading up to this. But yeah. I think this episode is just a showcase of how incredibly stupid Fry is. <laughs> I think this scene where they trick him is like maybe one of my favorite Futurama scenes just <laughs> beginning to end because he is so absurdly dumb in service of the bit. And everyone's doing such a they're constantly incriminating themselves and he's just totally going along with it. Like when the guy comes in and he says he's Mr. Panucci. And he says, Mr. Panucci, did you grow a mustache since yesterday? And he says, no. And he takes off his fake mustache. But underneath the fake mustache, he's not dressed like Mr. Panucci. Like, that was his only disguise. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just no follow-up questions. And then when he just says, same as my pin code. (laughs) Yes, he keeps my secret pin code and he keeps blurting it out. (laughs) That's my favorite thing, is they do this whole thing. So Fry reveals early in the episode that his ATM pin code is the same as a, a cheese pizza and 
a, a small soda at Panucci's Pizza. So then they go through this whole thing where they stage, try to make him think he's back in his own time and he's back at work just to get him to say the price of a cheese pizza and a soda. And then once he's finally revealed it, that they what they've all been working towards, then he goes, same as my pin code. Like almost as if they could have just gone up to Fry and asked <laughs> him what his pin code was. And he wouldn't think it's suspicious at all because he's that And then dumb. when he's getting um, his stuff repoed later, he says just un- unwarranted, unprompted to the moving bot. <laughs> because they wanted to get my secret pin number, 1077. <laughs> he's just telling it to everyone. Um, I love the whole thing with um, Pamela Anderson. Um yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a fun uh, bit. Do they? I, I imagine they do that all the time. Well, you I know, think Pamela specifically comes back once or twice, right? She. Did, I, I. I don't know if she comes back after this episode, but they do this bit a lot because you know it's set in the future, but it's having to deal with our time. So since in the future everyone is still alive as a head (laughs) anyone from our time can appear in the future at any given moment it's Um, actually kind of prescient because like all of the celebrities in the future are just the celebrities from now like there's no present day (laughs) celebrities and that's kind of like how now we can't just have anything new like everything's like they're rebooting like pretty reboot. little liars. Like, <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> Didn't that just happen? Like B tier, like CW stuff from like seven <laughs> years ago is getting a reboot. It's very strange. It's so the way like I I knew things were getting bad when there was a Michael Jackson IMAX movie. Like his body wasn't even cold, and you could go see <laughs> yeah. like a 3D IMAX explosion. And I'm like, this is so tacky crazy dystopian and now we're rebooting pretty little liars (laughs) (laughs) i i honestly think um (laughs) i think the reboots the age of reboots is really just to get young viewers back on to things (laughs) that they know worked before because there's so many shows that i know my younger friends would enjoy but they won't watch it because the video quality or the um the like cgi or whatever is so terrible that their eyes can't um, process or <laughs> understand it. They're like, what are these moving block figures? You know? <laughs> that- but rebooting it makes it a, a, um, digestible for a younger audience. <laughs> At the end of the scheme, when they get him to say the pin number, Pamela Anderson starts like cackling along <laughs> with the rest of them, which I think is really funny because you see her backstage and she makes it clear that she's like not invested in the scheme. <laughs> She's just. She's like only doing this so her player. head will be taken seriously as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she's like, but, he doesn't know that I won an Oscar. <laughs> and in that moment, oh, I loved it. I was like, oh my god, I want to live in a universe where Pamela Anderson gets that special <laughs> movie in five years and wins an Oscar. Please. I also love. I love that they they she says um, just like me in my film Baywatch the movie, and Fry of course has never heard of Baywatch the movie because it hasn't happened yet. But now in real life there has been a Baywatch the movie, and I think they made I, that she joke must have because been in they it, right? thought like that would be the most ridiculous thing ever was a Baywatch movie. But now not only has it happened, but it's like no one even seemed to put up a fight. <laughs> we we collectively just um, sighed and said okay when, when they released a Baywatch movie but in, in Futurama she says Baywatch the movie the first movie shot entirely in slow motion 
which <laughs> could you sit through a two-hour movie entirely in slow motion? If it was um, the right, yes, I could because I'll say the porn that my mom found on my computer was <laughs> of a Baywatch actor whose name I always forget, but he's incredibly hot. And if I would, I could watch him run for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> was the porn so we, in slow motion? The porn was a was a extremely sensual black and white photo series. Uh, that I had downloaded uh, into like a little file probably called Gay Porn Mom. (laughs) Um, Gay Porn Mom. (laughs) And oh my God. You know, honestly, it was probably a similar experience to your uh, like rock in the neighbor's yard because my mom was like, so I found your porn. And I, I, I literally just went, no. No, no. And she, and she said, she started, she started to say more words and I just went, no, no, no. And I ran out of the room and I just, we just pretended it never happened for like two more years. I, my, my porn history at home, um, I have, I don't know. My mom was just very upfront all the time and it was kind of similar, you know, where I, I didn't really deny it though. She would just state things like I found your porn stash on the computer or um, my favorite, my mom just randomly would bring up <laughs> um, finding my cum socks like as a teenager. <laughs> but she would bring it up in front of my friends. Like I found another one of your crusties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god why just as like a power move i think so i don't know my mom was weird back then um <laughs> but Weren't she would all? just drop this information like just randomly and it wasn't to have a conversation about it it was just to let me know that she knew Damn. <laughs> that i masturbate evil <laughs> <laughs> um so they end up bankrupting, bankrupting, God, Nick, take it. <laughs> so they end up bankrupting, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Did I do it right, Mom? <laughs> yeah. They end up bankrupting Fry. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. You know, they win. Okay. So there's because like we a have funny to have dream the ep- sequence. The episode like once has they to end. Him- <laughs> <laughs> once they knock him out again, back. there's a funny dream sequence where... Uh, Bender and Leela's heads are like floating around Fry <laughs> in like a dream space and then when the heads float away Bender goes like wee and I feel like <laughs> I do that all the time because of this episode and Bender yeah I actually did that in the um, Jinx and Dela holiday special but it got cut because the mm. flashback got cut but we had a flashback where I was like I remember it like it was yesterday and the whole screen starts waving and I go oh, did you feel that and no one else has felt it. And I say, I think my acid just dropped. And then it starts waving again. And I go, wee, as we go into the flashback. <laughs> it all got Jared, cut. <laughs> Jared, when, when would you, how often do you say we? How often do I say we? I dropped acid in college. <laughs> and I I think I probably said we. I was, I was looking at the folds <laughs> in my t-shirt. Uh, and they were kind of moving. And I think I said we. <laughs> there we go. I only say it when I'm speaking French. Um, <laughs> so by the end of the episode, Fry still, he has no money, but he still has his anchovies. Did he store it in his sock or his can of anchovies? <laughs> yeah, because he only had like four possessions in his like apartment. It was like the TV and the anchovies. 
in that chair, which was a very like straight guy move to have like a nice apartment and no furniture. <laughs> um, so he finally gets to, uh, well, mom comes and makes one last ditch effort to get the can of anchovies and offers him a bunch of money. And he turns it down because he has now realized that his friends are what matters, not his material possessions. And he says, I'm going to share these. <laughs> I'm going to put these anchovies on a pizza and eat them with my friends. And mom is flabbergasted to hear that he's just going to eat them because he doesn't know their their money making secret. <laughs> um, I do like the stretching of the bit of like people just think mom is nice because she breaks character like a couple times when she's <laughs> like shaking them down for money <laughs> in their home. <laughs> but they, like she literally like leaves and calls them a dumbass, and Fry just says like, hmm, "What dumbass. a nice lady." Um, don't worry mom will be back multiple times throughout the series Um, she she, she's the uh, she's an ongoing villain for our heroes in Futurama (laughs) Um, Jared who is your favorite character of the characters you've met so far hmm oh definitely the professor one hundred percent. I was so funny when he when they meet him, and he's showing them around his house. And like the third thing on this very boring list is this huge rocket that they're gonna fly on. <laughs> uh, after he had, and then he, and then he goes for the, the fourth thing on the list is the sh- his string collection. Yeah. And then and they're like, oh my god, this is so incredible. And he's like, I know. Let me show you the different lengths of string. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. Um, if you like that, Jared, you should just keep going. I think you're going to like this show. Yeah, I mean, I literally laughed at every episode. and This yes. is viral marketing via Matt Groening. <laughs> he has paid us to book people on this podcast <laughs> and make them watch two to three episodes of Futurama so they get hooked. I I suggest you you watch all of Futurama. I will forewarn you, like most shows, it does have some diminishing returns towards the later seasons. But even the later seasons where there's some episodes that are completely optional and complete throwaway episodes, um, they there's no episode without like a handful of really well written jokes and really um, well conceived yeah. bits and gags. Um, <laughs> That's all you need, you know. Mom, what season of Blue Bloods were you on? I think five. It's called oh, Manhattan so it was still, Queens. It was still good, right? This <laughs> <laughs> is still before it had gone downhill. <laughs> I still haven't watched the entire episode. I just, I, I'm very, uh, yes, I'm very guilty. Well, you know, it's a typical crime drama where there's like three plot lines going on. Um, um, so I've watched my plot line, but I haven't watched the one about. The, someone with cancer kidnaps a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was your like piece of the puzzle? Oh, I was so excited because I was on Blue Bloods. So I, I got to be a drag queen on a crime drama where I wasn't the murder victim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but my role was I was the best friend of the murder victim and I ran a drag cabaret club. And so they have to come to my club to inquire about this murdered um, drag queen and I end up piecing it together and discovering myself who the murderer was and then I give the information to Donnie Wahlberg and he goes and takes down the murderer um, and then he comes back to my club and meets me out of drag and doesn't recognize me and then I um, pour him a drink and we have this I was like uh 
I pour the drink and then I'm like, to Tiffany Lamp. And he goes, to Tiffany and to you, Tallulah. For a dude, you're one hell of a broad. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Wait, this is iconic. (laughs) I know. Her look is actually pretty good. Did Did they have a makeup person or did you do your own face for that? Okay, so I did what I normally do in TV and film, which is where I put my my base on, my foundation. So I did all the foundation highlight contouring because that's the thing that, like, if you're not a drag queen, and typically just, like, drag queens know their own faces. And so once all the, like, foundation and highlight and contouring was done, then they came in and did the, the rest of the makeup. But they did the full wardrobe and wigs and everything, and I loved the way I looked in that episode. But it's definitely, like... It's a show for older people. So um, I get, you know, about five messages a week from someone saying, my grandma watched you on Blue Bloods. And you <laughs> <laughs> it's you get a like favorite a amongst cent dads. From like the syndication. <laughs> I, I get random royalty. I, I don't ever know where the royalty checks are coming from because sometimes they're for seven cents. And then randomly once a year, I'll have like, a decent royalty check, but I don't know what show it's coming from. <laughs> it could It's either Blue Bloods or Steven Universe, but, you know. I think about royalties checks, and I think, like, <laughs> I think about royalties checks. I think about <laughs> Kathy Najimy, um, who is a famous movie actor, who also voiced Peggy Hill on King of the Hill. So if she never did another movie or TV show again, she's probably set for life because she's on every single episode of King of the Hill, which not only is syndicated, but also is like now popular amongst meme culture. So it's going to have this whole resurgence because of meme culture using Bobby Hill and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Hmm. You ever just and sleep, Meg sit around Stalter and think videos. About <laughs> she's now in Meg Stalter videos, so she's. Oh yeah, she, I saw that one. She is That's right cute. on the forefront of culture. Do you ever just okay, sit around and so, think about your favorite actresses from the eighties ni- and nineties and how what they're doing now? <laughs> like, what? Where's Joan Cusack's money coming from? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're so over time. Let's get back on track and wrap this up. Um, I think it's been a lovely chat. It has um, been lovely. I didn't say it was a bad overtime. I said we were overtime. It was. Well, great. you're the one who has to edit it. Um, I always like to um, um, to ask, what character do you identify with the most, and what character would you um, most like to have a romantic and physical relationship with in Futurama? I most identify with Bender. I was not expecting that. Oh, 100%. Okay, so look, I've been on this podcast program for hours, it feels like. Uh, Yeah. And I have not. We're in the future. I have not brought up once that I was on Broadway as a child. (laughs) You and and Sarah Jessica Parker. By the way. (laughs) But when I saw. when he meets Bender uh, at the bar and he's going on and on about how he was the greatest Bender, <laughs> that I was like, oh my God, that's me. Like, I would, that's, I'm so like bitter old man at a bar. Like, you know, I was on Broadway once. Um, so, Who and then also he's just like Broadway? chaotic. That's so sweet of you to ask. Um, I was in A Christmas Carol at Madison Square Garden uh, in 2002 two and 2003 um and i played young scrooge when they go back in time mm. 
Mm-hmm. I bet you looked really good in that period costumery. You know, uh, I I'll say that I did because the costume <laughs> was extremely expensive, and that was a very cool thing. Like uh, I I uh, I played a street urchin at one point in in the ensemble but then also like a like a little rich boy and they gave me this like wool coat and it it was like some sort of very special kind of wool that had been like dyed and like <laughs> treated in certain ways and um it was very exciting to wear that stuff but was it but yeah kosher? so i most identify with <laughs> bender um and the second question was who would i who do i want to have a romantic relationship with did you say romantic, romantic or physical? physical? Yeah. Uh, romantic and I said both, but you can you can separate them if it's two different people. <laughs> okay, I think I want to have a romantic relationship with um with Amy. Ooh, that's nice. You don't know this yet, but she's very rich. So she's going to take you to no, a nice place. No, he knows that. He knows that. That's in the first couple of episodes. Yeah, she's oh, in right, Kappa right, right. Wong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to have a romantic relationship with Amy. I just think that we're we're soulmates. Um, and I want to have a physical relationship with uh, with Fry when he has a stubble. Stubble and a flannel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jared, thank you so much for being on our sixth episode of this podcast. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, um, just keep yourself subscribed to the Jinx Monsoon Patreon page. um, (laughs) Because you'll get early access to all our episodes of I'm 40% podcast. Um, And if you're listening to this podcast somewhere else, it means you did not get premiere access to it. And you should consider um, joining the Jinx Monsoon Patreon page and hear this podcast well in advance to anyone else. And and you can brag about it to your friends that (laughs) that you've already heard the latest episode of I'm 40% podcast. (laughs) Uh, Jinx, can you just write um, a four line poem about Jared before we go? It should rhyme. A four-line poem about Jared. Um, um, oh my god. I'm gonna tattoo this to my lower back, so <laughs> don't fuck this up. Um Jared Goldstein, baby face. The hair, the looks, the talent, and grace. <laughs> I see him on the internet, and when I do, it makes me wet. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, Jared, that was I'm, beautiful. I've never been shy. I, okay, so for people not watching this, which is everyone, um, Jared is a very attractive individual. But I will admit that, like, I am just immediately attracted um, to guys with long hair. It's kind of my kryptonite. I actually was um, w- with my partner today at a at a, a food cart. And I was pointing out a guy that I know is not attractive, but I am attracted to him because he has long floppy hair. And that's just like, for whatever reason, so many things fall by the wayside when a guy has great hair for me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I will say in the last couple of years, I have hooked up with uh, like straight questioning men. And 
all of them have gone on to grow out their hair. And <laughs> I'm certain that they were oh, wow. just they just they didn't want to fuck me they just wanted long hair <laughs> but they didn't want to <laughs> wait the so they're like step. i can yeah i can make out with this guy who has long hair until mine grows out are you sure I, it's not like a werewolf thing and you're creating i was gonna say long hair i was gonna say it does sound like a werewolf thing because um there was a time in my life there was a time in my life when um like i would sleep with a guy and then Two weeks to a month later, he would start doing drag. And it would be oh. someone who had showed zero interest in drag beforehand. And then after sex, suddenly they're a drag queen. And I started to wonder, <laughs> you know, was it me turning them into drag queens? Or did they come to sleep with me? Because that's the first step to becoming a drag queen. <laughs> that's your STD. your sexually yeah. transmitted drag. <laughs> well, maybe it's like the Inhumans and the Terrigen Mist will like kill a normal person, but it will turn an Inhuman into a person with powers. No one knows what you're talking about. That was about, so Reach. nerdy. Oh my it's god! It's like X Men, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest, Jared Goldstein. Um, perhaps Thanks for having w- me. Perhaps we shall have you on um, future episodes as well when um, there's some Amy episodes coming up in the future. <laughs> okay, so great. you will you have first Amy right of refusal. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I would literally love that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Do you have anything to plug? Um, the Green New Deal and... <laughs> my twitter (laughs) (laughs) wonderful that's hey jared hey at hey jared hey and jared is spelt j-a-r-e-d um thank you i'm i'm jinx monsoon that's nick sahoya this is i'm 40 percent podcast and we will see you on the next episode